Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. This is Father Randall Kiesel, broadcasting from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Great to have you with us here this morning on this beautiful morning in May. A little on the chilly side, but nonetheless, another day that our good Lord has given us to give Him glory and praise. And let's begin our show here this morning with prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us begin by honoring our Blessed Mother, Queen of Heaven, rejoice, Alleluia, for he whom you did merit to bear, Alleluia, has risen as he said, Alleluia. Pray for us to God, Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary, Alleluia, for the Lord has truly risen, Alleluia. Let us pray. O God, who gave joy to the world through the resurrection of thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, grant, we beseech thee, that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary, his mother, we may obtain the joys of everlasting life through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us ask for the Holy Spirit to come upon us through this show and upon all those who will be listening this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, as we are moving toward honoring uh, the ascension of our Lord, let us pray also that the Holy Spirit may come upon our world and manifest the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Uh, The blessing to have you with us. We have a great show this morning, and I think we have our first guest with us here, Eric and Michaela Ryan. Eric and Michaela, are you with us? Yep. yep. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. And uh, this first part of the segment, we're recognizing families and the, the life of faith in Jesus Christ and our Catholic faith. So, uh, Eric and Michaela, I've known you for some time now, and I'm very grateful to have knowledge of your practice of the faith and I'm wondering, first, we'll just kick this off. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your life? Um, I'm Eric Ryan, and Michaela Ryan, obviously, is my wife. Um, we are from Goodyear, Minnesota. We've been married for nine years, and we have five children, Isaac, Mabel, Millie, Gabriel, and Luke was just born a month ago. Um, we have been, we are cradle Catholics, we've been Catholic all our life. Um, we're from the parish of St. Colin Kill, Bell Creek. And I am two who, I milk cows for a living. I run a 200 cow dairy farm with my parents. Um, yeah, you yep, have- and I'm going uh, I, I used to be a teacher, and um, now I stay home and take care of our kids um, and run the house. Um, we met in high school um, and got married um, out of college and um, have lived um, on our farm since we've been married and raised all children there. Um, our oldest child is seven, will be eight soon, um, 
and then the youngest down to Luke, who's one. Wow, you've been very blessed by our good Lord, blessed in so many ways, uh, and your your families. I happen to know them. I'll, I'll inform our listeners here a little bit. I was your pastor for six years, and I'm not currently your pastor, but uh, your example of faith uh, inspired me to say Eric and Michaela would be great witnesses here on the radio to our good Lord and and His love. Uh, so you mentioned your you have five children now, and and uh, can you tell us a little bit about the blessings of having? Uh, five children and the, being open to the blessings of more children. Yeah. Um, so our first two are really close together, and uh, it was just the God God's way of um, kind of pushing us into that and not letting us think too hard about when would be the best time to have a child or when wouldn't be. Um, and they're just really good friends. And then we experienced um, uh, late. Uh, a second trimester loss um, in between our girls, um, and that kind of sent us into... Um, it's kind of where we lost our innocence in life. Everything up to that point was fairly easy, and <clears throat> our faith our faith wasn't um, anywhere near what it is now, and that, that was kind of our first wake-up call. And obviously it wasn't a big enough one yet. Gabriel, the fourth child, mm-hmm. really brought us very close to God, but, um, yeah, our, our children have basically brought us to God, you know, gifts from Him brought us back to him. Um, and so we had Millie, and she's almost four, and then Gabriel is two. Um, and he, like my husband said, was kind of our our big wake-up call from um, God and that um, we are we needed more and we, we were made for more. So um, he was born with polycystic kidneys. Um. And hey, can so you describe that, Michaela? Was, what What does it mean he had polycystic kidneys? Sure. So both of his kidneys were pretty much dead. They were um, in utero. They were not expected to work. Um, and so we were really expecting, we were, we were prepared, and um, our faith had grown even just while I was pregnant, and that we were expecting him to die upon birth. Mm-hmm. We really didn't think he would die. Um, and he did. And it is through the gift of God that he did. Um, every little thing that he has done has been um, a gift from God because he shouldn't be here. He shouldn't take a step, and he shouldn't have breathed a breath. And um, he has. Wow. So tell us about what was happening with you and Eric as you were going through the pregnancy with Gabriel. Uh, and he was born about two years ago, and but then the pregnancy, you learned some of these things. What what was happening in your heart and mind at that time? Well, we found out <clears throat> at the 20-week ultrasound, they do an anatomy ultrasound to look at the health of the baby, and we, we discovered the kidneys then at that point, and it was very unlikely that he would reach 30 weeks gestation. Most of these babies typically pass away just because the kidneys produce the amniotic fluid, and if there's no fluid to develop the lungs, the lungs can't expand to contract to breathe. So with the failure of kidneys, there's no lungs, and essentially most of these babies aren't born. They, you know, you lose the baby in the 24 to 30-week age of life in utero. But a very small pocket of amniotic fluid remains throughout the pregnancy, and he was born with a healthy set of lungs and crying. So 
once that huge hurdle was over, you know, we can fix the kidneys at that point in life. It was just a matter of getting them big enough to a transplant. Which we did. <laughs> he, he grew um, the best he could, and his doctors did a great job. And so um, <clears throat> when he was almost just a couple of days shy of 18 months old this past September, um, we he got a kidney transplant. And wow. um, he's now, you know, six months past that and has weathered so many storms just beautifully. His, his old kidneys, we could tell. I mean, we didn't know at the time how bad they were. And now we can really see how he's grown and his development has just skyrocketed. He learns to walk almost instantly because he just felt good again. Felt good finally. You know, he hadn't, he never felt good his whole life. Um, and he's just a fiery little two-year-old now and he's doing all things two-year-olds do. Um, and it's all just through the grace of God that he, that all of it just works out best case scenario each and every time. What a blessing. Our good Lord has helped you through all these things, and we're in about 30 seconds we're going to go to a break, uh, but what would be one thing you've learned uh, about Gabriel and life uh, for our listeners before we go to a break? Just how, <clears throat> how valuable one day is, you know. He, you know, he, he was given an opportunity at life, and it made us appreciate all the days that we took for granted, I guess. No, this mm-hmm. is just one day for him. It was big, you know, to get through all the struggles in the first year of all of his diet. And, you know, he spent 56 days in the hospital after he was born. But just the value of one day is, that's what, you know, we've taken away from it most. And how valuable one life is to just bounce off of that. Um, right. He, he, Amen. Well, we're going to go to a, a break now, Eric and Michaela. We're going to go to a break. As, so our listeners, stay with us. You're listening to Real Presence Radio Live, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. This is Father Randall Kazel with Eric and Michaela Ryan. Back more after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. We listen to David Anders in the afternoon, and those conversion stories are really so fun to hear, and it's fun to hear somebody call in, and you can hear their conversion kind of happening over the phone, and you can kind of see St. Paul, you know, Saul being knocked off his horse on the phone call. It doesn't happen every day, but every so often you hear it happening, and you know that tens of thousands of people are praying for this person. And so when I said earlier that I gave money that we didn't really have, um, Mother Teresa says you give till it hurts, right? Didn't she say that? And um, so whenever I want to give, and I'm always wanting to hang back just a little bit, you know, I can I can afford this amount, and I know that God is pushing me a little bit more. So I think of that give till it hurts, and so I push it a little bit more. And then when those conversion stories are happening, God speaks to me and says, "You got to keep giving because you're helping with that conversion." Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live, broadcasting from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Thanks for staying with us. We're blessed to have with us this morning Eric and Michaela Ryan sharing their path of faith. Eric and Michaela, thanks for being with us. Hi, yep. Thank you. <clears throat> and we'll continue right back where we were. So, Eric Michaela, you experienced this adversity regarding your son Gabriel, and thanks be to God, the blessings of a, of a kidney transplant. And can you tell us a bit about your your own uh, progression of conversion to our Lord through this adversity and the blessings that you have experienced in relationship with our Lord? Um, well, I guess prior to Gabriel... As far as the faith of our family, I definitely just sat on the sidelines <laughs> and watched Michaela do all the work, I guess. And uh, I'd say that's pretty typical in society now. The, the mother has the faith and the husband kind of very passive and just back and watches everything play out. But uh, Gabriel <clears throat> brought a realization to me that, you know, my faith wasn't going to get her through this struggle. So there was a incident in December of that pregnancy where uh, a parishioner came up to us and mentioned <clears throat> that we should go to confession. And this is just something that I hadn't done for since we were married, years, probably. you know, since we were married, and I didn't take that seriously. You know, I went to church, but I didn't, I didn't have a personal relationship 
with God. And the relationship I had, I didn't take very seriously. But, you know, over the course of the next year, I went to confession four times and just, I started to evaluate um, me, actually. <clears throat> and, like, my personal sense and how that, you know, just, I guess, things actually became my fault <laughs> for once. <laughs> Once I restored my relationship with God, you know, everything everything has fallen into place beautifully. And uh, Gabriel's diagnosis definitely caused that to happen. Mm-hmm. And what what sort of decisions, Eric, you've made some sacrifices for your son. Can you Can you tell the listeners about how it began to make sense to you that you wanted to offer sacrifice for him? Well, yeah, I donated the kidney into an exchange program. Um, that really wasn't all that difficult. I, you know, we all have two kidneys. We can live with one. Um, that was, you know, probably the easiest part of Gabriel's story. It was easier mm-hmm. to donate a kidney confession for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, was the, that was about as true as it gets. Um, I was just, I was the first one that signed up, and that, it worked out. Matched. And I'm obviously a healthy 31-year-old man at the time, so it wasn't, that wasn't a very difficult decision for me mm. to make. And then what, what I found inspiring, if this isn't inspiring enough, is that now it's made sense for the two of you, Eric and Michaela, to grow and even sharing your faith beyond. Can you tell us a little bit about how you have been inspired or, or asked by our Lord, really, to share some of your blessings with the wider community? So um, with Gabriel, obviously, we, we grew in our own faith, and um, I'm a teacher by nature and love to share and love to teach, so I think that that kind of spurred um, me and Eric's group, uh, this fam- we call it a family prayer group, uh, and it's, we've been doing it for a number of years now, and the whole um, philosophy of it is that it's the family coming together there's women's groups and there's men's groups um, and there's a faith formation for kids and that's all separate. Um, but what we really wanted to do was have something that we could do with our whole family. We didn't have to find childcare. We didn't want to separate the two of us. Um, we wanted to grow together. And it was a couple of months. It took a number of months to get the curse up to reach out to some people and see if they wanted to join. Um, so we have, right now we have seven families, uh, totals up to about 18 kids some nights, and we all wow. come together. We start with a decade of the rosary, and the kids all chime in. A lot of them like to lead it themselves, um, and then we just discuss a topic. Um, what's really amazing about our group is that the kids have their own group a little bit. We have a, um, a lovely uh, church lady who takes the kids for a little themselves, so they get to learn a little bit. We get a little bit of um, adult time, and then we can all come back together and we do intercessory prayer at the end. But we just we just share. It kind of started out with what was whatever we were learning about together. We brought to the group, and then it started to be where the group had ideas, and I'd say, "What do you guys want to learn? What do you want to talk about?" And so then we would share ideas, and I would help them go farther into it, and we would learn together. And now we. Um, have done all sorts of things. We're doing a marriage seminar. We've done um, 
virtues and all sorts of different things that we just grow together with. Yeah, I think collectively as a group, we just all of our families have you know earned <clears throat> returned to the graces of sacraments. That's kind of where the disconnect happens. You know, when we lose confession and we don't understand what the Eucharist is and we don't understand what the Mass is, well, it's pretty hard to be Catholic. When when we get to reestablish that base, you know, with other people, and we watch them grow, and they can see us grow, we need to we need to feed on other people because their growth, you know, helps us and ours helps them. So it's just the fellowship is very very important. Yep. Can you go through what a usual night or an evening would be when you get together? I think you get together at Tuesday evenings, right? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, we start with the Decade of the Rosary with everybody there. So that's all kids and, and um, parents included. And then the children <clears throat> need to go do a little story and activity. Sometimes it's more in-depth. Sometimes it's just simple. And then, um, so I did a little series on the three theological virtues. So, yes. Um, and that night, for instance, I would bring up, you know, okay, we're talking about faith tonight. I might have a few... Um, Bible verses that um, go along with that, and then I've done some research on, you know, maybe I've listened to a podcast, maybe I read an article, and then I will talk for a while. Um, sometimes I've clued Eric in already, and he will also share things. Sometimes we're all listening to it for the first time, and then I open it up with some questions, or um, what does everybody else know, and then we kind of all just go into a discussion. Um, sometimes it leads into, oh, I think we all want to learn about this next. So we, so like we did faith, hope, and love over a course of a couple nights. Um, and then we, it's been kind of cool because most of the topics we do, I'm going into it learning right along with everybody. And they're all very new, <laughs> all kind of learning everything that we learned in religion class back in the day. <laughs> so oh, wow. we'll learn stuff. It maybe doesn't make sense. We kind of just power through it, and it's like, gosh, I don't know. This is hard. And almost every topic, six months to a year later, we go, oh, that's why we learned that. That's why we talked about that. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, it's beautiful. And I... Yeah, so it's been really cool. Yes, and I, in my perspective, as, as being the pastor, seeing some of these things develop, I was very thankful uh, because I... I had hoped to continue to reach out to more families, and uh, you and the other families, uh, especially the core group that started this, have been a good, uh, um, you know, seed ground for for helping people to grow in faith as you've grown in faith. Uh, but really, the action of the Holy Spirit and an answer to prayer to help families continue to grow in the knowledge and love of Christ. Uh, we have about oh, a couple minutes here yet in our show, and um, perhaps if I can throw out a question to you, what? What sort of things would you encourage uh, among other families who are experiencing adversity? What would you suggest to, to couples experiencing adversity with their children or maybe a, a health crisis? Um, um, <clears throat> I think what got the ball rolling for us was we started to say the rosary together. Yep. We, we said the rosary every day um, on the way to the NICU where Gabriel was. And so um, that just pretty much put a habit into us that we couldn't get away from because it was really hard to go there and leave your child and come back. Um, so we did that. And I would say another 
unrelated topic would be to find another family or to find somebody else that you can talk to about faith because it is hard to just go into a coffee shop and find somebody to talk to. So when you can find other people that want right along with you, um, it makes you feel less weird and less awkward <laughs> talking about God, yes. and then you get better um, because you practice. practice right. So a lot of what our group does is we just make talking about God not odd and not weird because we all want to do it. It's just a matter of finding the right people to get your boldness up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I think one thing, one thing we failed at is we uh, you try to grow the group too soon. You know, I think that core group, you know, it's very important. And the more the more effort you put into a core group for the longer, you know, longer period of time, it's not about how big you get, and how quick. It's just what we have now. You know, it's still essentially the same group, but now, now I think we're ready to, to you know, we're ready to talk about it all out easy. And, you know, we all have relationships, and that it, it started with, you know, it starts with effort. You know, you got to put time into it mm-hmm. with, a, with a few select people. So that was that was a big takeaway. Mm-hmm. And also, how what would you say about, you know, you're, you're a farmer. You're, you're pretty busy, Eric, and you both have five kids. And, and uh, what is uh, amazing in my mind is it, it makes sense to you to figure out to have this time, how how does that work in your your family relationships, and and that you're able to get away from doing chores sometimes? How how does that dynamic work? Well, what? first, I think we all enjoy it, so we all really want to go. The kids get really sad when it's not a prayer group week or if something gets changed and we we're not meeting. Um, so that that's the number one thing I think. I think the verse that always sticks out to me. As, you know, he, he tells us to give up our life and follow him. So, you know, a few hours a week is in my life, but most people don't give that up. <laughs> you know, so yes, the fruit that I see, you know, from weekly adoration and saying the rosary every day, you know, it's, it's hard to give up that time. And when you do, it's, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it has a great return on investment, doesn't it? Right, <laughs> yeah. especially when the investment is high. <laughs> you know, That's like right. you say, I have, I, have lots, I have a lot to do, but, you know, it's, it's just the proper ordering of life. You know, if, if, if it's out of order, nothing makes sense. But, you know, those those hours, those four or five hours a week, you know, you dedicate to prayer and the rosary and all, all of these things, you know, it makes everything else make sense. Uh, very good. Well, Eric Michaela, we're almost out of time. We have about 30 seconds left here in our show. Can you give one last uh, bit of encouragement or advice to our listeners out there on following Jesus? One step at a time. Do one little thing over and over, um, and then do the next thing. Um, Open it up to Scripture. It's always very uncomfortable. (laughs) It is, and that's kind of what it's called. If you're growing, you're probably uncomfortable. Yeah. Eric Michaela, thank you for your witness, and we give thanks to God for his blessings in your life and how you're saying yes to sharing those with others. Uh, I encourage you to keep up that growth, and we'll let us continue to go toward our Lord uh, together in his love. So thank you, Eric and Michaela. And stay thank with you. us. We'll be yeah. back with 
And stay with us, uh, listeners. We'll be right back with more. We have our uh, Ask Father Kazel, Ask the Question Time in the next segment. So stay with us here. Real Presence Radio Live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 